All right, welcome to the first edition of our new podcast, Off the Dome. I told him not to do that. It was his idea. I'm sorry if that was ear splitting. Well, we've just spent the past couple hours trying to figure out some audio issues, and um, I can hear myself in my ears right now, and it's a little weird because it's just a bit of latency, and I guess I'm going to have to get used to that. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a learning experience. This is our first episode. It's not supposed to be perfect. Yeah, I just felt like the entire time we were setting up, I was just like, so uh, how do we uh, how do we put the thing in the thing over here and make it work to where we can do this? You know, just along that vein, and it just didn't work for me. I feel like I was an old person the whole time. That can be a good segue into what who we are and what we're about. Yes, we're not old persons, by the way. We're not old peoples. So, um, we'll go into like who I am. I'm this, I, my name is Isaac Bourne. You know, if you've probably heard of me, you know, I'm just I'm just I'm just that good. Um, his ego is getting to him. No, I have a very low ego actually. I'm the greatest human being on the planet Earth. I'm the most I'm the most fact. humble person ever. Yes, that's, that's no one has ever matched me in my level of humbleness. Th- yep, that's that's me. That's that's how you, that's how I am. So, like, of course, I I work with uh, Mid Major Madness and do. Um, I went to the Final Four this year actually and worked with them and covering San Diego State and things like that. So I do have some basketball experience with college basketball, and I really love the NBA. And, you know, me and Jonah have always had some really good conversations about the NBA. Hours. 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 Hours and hours. Guys, it was hours. And so um, this is kind of what we're going into. We wanted to explore this topic and see how well, you know, we would talk. And so – I work with mid-major madness, but I also work with other things. Um, I tweet a lot, so you know, follow me on Twitter at IsaacBorn11. Um, again, that is IsaacBorn11. You know, I need a bigger following, please, Jonah. Please don't unfollow me. I see you on your phone over there. I'm unfollowing you. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I go to a, a small school by the name of Washita Baptist University. Um, in know. Arkadelphia, the most made-up sounding name I've ever heard in my entire life. And the most one of the most dangerous small towns in the entire country of America, which is hilarious because we are from one of the safest small towns in the country of America, which is Murray, Kentucky. The best retirement pl- what's it what is it? The best place to retire in the country, probably. I don't who, know. Who decided that, you know? Um probably the people who've retired here. So Nobody else decided that, just the people that lived here. I don't so know. who's to say they're correct? Um, who's to say that Detroit, Michigan, nah. <laughs> yeah, Detroit, Michigan, the number one place to retire in the world. There's only a 99% chance you'll get shot in the street someday. This is a sports podcast, I promise. Yeah, um, sorry. Uh, I guess we'll talk about sports. Uh, Jonah, before we do that, though, tell me tell me a little bit about yourself, Mr. Morgan. Um, I go to Murray State University. I'm... Uh, I've done I've done some stuff in Murray State. I covered um, the girls basketball team for my high school this past this past year, Murray High. Um, I'm probably going to be doing some sports photography stuff for Murray State uh, coming up this year. And I've been a basketball fan, not even just a basketball fan, probably a sports fan because we might go into other sports on this, right? It'll mostly be basketball, but. Oh yeah, um, we can talk about football as well for hours, and Jonah has an endless supply of MLB knowledge yes. that he'll probably try to help me with because, um, see, I just like the St. Louis Cardinals because that's just the local team, well, and that's about it. Well, they're me. not good right now, so. 
maybe that's not the best idea. Yeah, true. I'm just hoping. I'm just waiting until the Nashville gets an MLB team, and then uh, then we'll then I'll be like a they big a, fan. They have a minor league team if you. Yes, that. but that's that's not as cool as a regular MLB team. No, nope. they're, they're gonna get one soon. That's what I'm hearing from the the tabloids. But I've I've been interested in pretty much. Like every single sport there is to like, I've liked it since I was little, especially baseball and basketball. So that's what that's what we're here to do. Jonah's like a huge badminton fan, guys. Like you totally. Understand. He plays. Dude, he watches no, and plays no, professional badminton. Cricket, bro. Cricket. <laughs> guys, I'm be honest with you. Cricket makes me so angry because it just doesn't look interesting, and yet is the second most watched sport in the world. Like basketball deserves to be number two. Like, come on, bro. Soccer, I can't really. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, move on, I guess, because we do have uh, limited time to do this. Um, I think everything's good, guys. We ha- we're this podcast is actually like running. Also, we have we have time. We're good. We're good. So we're gonna go into what I like as you know, as far as NBA teams. And you're gonna probably hate me for this because you know every everyone you meet, every other person you meet is probably gonna be like this. But I'm a Boston Boston Celtics fan. I'm sorry. Um, there's a Jason Tatum poster on my wall. I've loved him since he was drafted. He averaged 13.9 points per game in his fr- rookie season, and I, mean, I don't know. I've just loved him since. He's a St. Louis boy. That has saw nothing throw, to do. I saw him throw out a first pitch at a Cardinals game actually. Uh, I did not, unfortunately. <laughs> But um, it was Jason Tatum Day, like actually at the game I went to. You know, every day is Jason Tatum Day. No, not for me. Well, every day is Stephen Adams Day for me. Well, we'll go into that later. But I'll just say that the Celtics um Disapp- underperformed this disapp- year. Disappointing, I would say. Yeah, and it's really sad because like <clears throat> I love our team, and I really wish that we could have gotten what Ime Adoka got out of them last season. But Joe Mazzulla, I. I do have hope that he is a no, good coach. Here's I just the think thing. he needed to get his bearings. Joe Mazzula and Emu Odoka are exact opposites of each other. Emu Odoka is not the greatest human being, as we've seen from allegations that are against him. But he's a real. I think he's a really good coach. As but a, Joe, Mazzula, Joe Mazzula is the opposite. I don't think he's that good of a coach, but I, he, he seems like a good dude. As uh, Kenny Beecham says with a lot of players, you know, my favorite guy, King of the Fourth Quarter, um, we don't mess with the Emu Odoka. We don't. We don't. Him. We don't miss. Nobody misses the Emu Odoka except the Houston Rockets. Evidently, yes. And another opposite thing between Emu Odoka and Joe Mazzulla is Joe Mazzulla runs a really good offense and not a great defense. And then you look at Emu Odoka, and hasn't Marcus Smart said that Joe Mazzulla's offense is random? Yes, but that there's seen, nothing behind it. I mean, you think that, but then you look at the Celtics' offense, and they have one of the best offenses in the league. Well, Marcus Smart has said that it, like there's no. Like logistics mind, it's just like random freelance. And that's kinda why I do think they And that's why Tatum is as good as he is, is because Joe Mazzola kinda lets him do what he wants. Yeah, but then that that's another thing that other also bothered me. Tatum's great and can do whatever he wants, but that minimizes Jalen Brown, who's just oh, I, I don't know about just as good, but very close to as good of an offensive player. I'm, I'm a Jalen Brown advocate. Ever since he was drafted, I said that he was gonna be maybe not just as good, but just as important as Jalen Brown was gonna be. I mean, as Jason Tatum was gonna be uh, to the Celtics, and I still believe that because defensively, because as far as like a two way player, he's up there in terms of mm-hmm. like in the league right now. I think he's up there. And like, you know, everyone's talking about how the Celtics need to just make a big change this off season, and I'm just a huge not a big change. I don't think so. 
Like, I, I really think so. just think a small trade to get a bench player is really all they need if they were to do anything. Like, I'd be okay if they ran it back. Not even going to lie. Just because this season they had a first-year coach, young coach, get let him get his bearings for a season they and got, then go another they year. They got a lot farther than I thought they were going to starting at the beginning. Well, not a lot farther. I knew they were going to make the playoffs, but I didn't, know, I didn't think they were going to make as far as even, like, past the first round. I didn't think so. But they, yeah, they just— You didn't think they'd beat the Hawks? Well, I knew they beat the Hawks. Well, I didn't know the Hawks would make the playoffs. True. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But, yeah, the Sixers series, I was I was having my doubts, too. I totally get that. When Jason Tatum dropped 50 some, 51, was it? Yeah, it was 51, seven? and then he dropped, like, 13 the next game. Yeah, that's, that, that's Tatum. It's the, most, it's the most Jason Tatum thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, His 51 is really, really impressive, but then he drops 13, and Jalen Brown always does, like, 30. Well, Jalen Brown. On, on the games that. Jay- Jason doesn't do anything. Well, Jalen Brown didn't have a great series. Like Mark, you have some games where Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart was carrying the offense sometimes. Like he had twenty two points. Yeah, if the... Marcus Smart's carrying your offense, I'm sorry. But... I mean, no, but they, they they won in one of those games. Somehow, Jimmy Butler probably also had like fifteen in that game or something. Jimmy Butler's just the same way as Jason Tatum, though, where he can I think... go off for a lot and then he. But can have Jimmy a bad Butler's game. better defensively. Stop. I'll give him that. No, okay. no, 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 you're right. I'll give him that. But you can't really you. Like if anyone who says Tatum's a bad defender just hasn't watched. No, basketball. he's not a bad defender by any means necessary. No, no, no. Jason no. Tatum is a plus defender. He's an above average defender. Yes. He's not no. He's not no average to below. No. He's six foot nine and he's a better defender than Kevin Durant. Is. And he's only nineteen. Wait, what? He's only nineteen. You've not heard that meme? No. Everyone will. Everyone says that Jason Tatum's only nineteen. Oh, even though he's like, what 20, 22, 23, 20, maybe twenty four. He's twenty five. Really? I'm pretty sure Jason Tatum is 25. I'm looking it up. Yeah, he's looking it up, guys. Um, so while he's looking it up, we'll talk. We'll move over to other players on our roster that he is are 25. going to get dealt to this offseason, like Grant Williams, which they've been discussing a signing trade for him. That dude's... <laughs> I'm just glad that he did okay in the playoffs so that he has trade value because he'd go games... He did, he did okay, and then he would say something stupid to Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler would shut him up. Yeah. But I'm just glad he did okay in the playoffs because early in the playoffs, it was looking like he wasn't going to have any trade value. But now that, you know, he did play some pretty good defense on some of the Heat players in the Eastern Conference Finals, he has value now. And so a sign-and-trade for, like, a pretty decent player will be, like, an option for the I just remember him at Tennessee being an absolute terror. He was a center, and he was, like, six, what, like, six six. It was him and Admiral Schofield. He was he's probably what, six six, maybe even like six five. He's not tall. Yeah. It was him, Admiral Schofield, and Jordan Bone. Jordan Bone. But Yeah, I by remember- the way, guys, we're Kentucky fans. Both of us are Kentucky Wildcat fans. And so we've been suffering for a couple of years now. Admiral and, Schofield yeah. gives me nightmares. Admiral Schofield. No, just- but Grant Williams in college, he was a monster in the paint, but now he's a like a three and D guy. It's, it's weird. I hate it. It's so funny because I remember his second season in the league. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, Grant Williams finally made a three after missing his first, like, 200. But now he's, like, a decent three-point shooter, especially he's, from the corners. He's literally a 3 and D player, and that's all he does. He's literally <laughs> a brick. Dude, he's literally a brick. If, if, he shoots a, if he shoots a layup, he's missing it. <laughs> if or he shoots free throws, he's missing it. <laughs> if he shoots yeah. free throws, he's missing it. I'm going to make both. Yeah. If he shoots free throws, he's yeah. Speaking of players who are all talk, let's move on to your team. Ooh, my team is okay. If if I sat here and asked you, and at like, 
75% of the NBA community, if I asked you who is the most hated team in the NBA, no, over 75% would say my team, and it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, but they'd also probably go to the Suns now, especially with the Beal news, but we'll get into that later. I don't think the Suns are hated just because the Grizzlies have... Anyways, you actually know you're right. Who am I kidding? The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Okay, so here's so this past season for the Grizzlies, all things considered, I'm surprised they even made it past the first round with all the drama that had been happening. Yet, so let's make it to the elephant in the room. John Morant has been recently handed a 25 game suspension. And wait, 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 real quick. First of all, you said you were surprised they made it past the first round. They didn't. Made it past the. Made it into the playoffs. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Okay. Made it, made it into the playoffs as a, as high of a seed as they did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah. It's just unfortunate when you play a low seed, but then you realize LeBron James is on that low seed. Yeah, that Lakers team was such an enigma this year. Like they were awful, and then at the they were the really good. Austin Reeves had one good game, and then people were like, "Oh, he's the greatest white player in the NBA." You guys stop. You quit. Wait, who do you think it is? Then? Caruso. Tyler Hero exists. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, when I say white player, the player, Tyler Hero is not. Actually, wait, if we're talking about white players, freaking Nikola Jokic, are you kidding me? He didn't count. He is white. He's foreign. You mean white American then? Yes. Okay, I, I'd even say Max Struess is. Well, when, as I, when, when I say, okay, no, let me rephrase. White players that were, like, not well-known until they played with LeBron James. Austin Reeves, Kevin Love. Well, Kevin Love was already well-known before that. Car- no, Kevin Love was better before. Yeah, LeBron likes himself a one good white guy, white American guy just to like round out his roster. I don't know why, but it's, it's always funny. But no, the elephant in the room is, is John Morant's 25-game suspension being handed out a couple of days ago. Now, some like the Players Association, the NBA Players Association, thinks, thinks that it's too much. They think that he didn't hurt anybody yada 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 they think it's not they think it's too many games but then there's so many people that think it's not a not enough so okay this is my take on it because before he got the suspension everybody was talking about he needs a season suspension he's a season long suspension and so now that he season would have been way too much yes you're right i thought that too i thought it'd be around 19 games and everyone thought i was crazy when i was saying that it'd be pretty low i thought 30 to 40 i thought it was just going to be until all-star break they the grizzlies might even even after his 25 game suspension i think the grizzlies might hold him off until the all-star break yeah, and and have him and have him go after the all-star break because they might discipline him themselves too this is just the nba's suspension but you got to remember the all-star break isn't at like halfway it's like more two two two-thirds of the way of the through the season like all-star break they say it's halfway through the season but really it's not well they might keep him halfway through the season just like do 40 (laughs) yeah i don't know we'll see i don't think the grizzlies think that's in their best interest though no no no. the grizzlies can be good without jaw we've seen that in the past they're very they're very good without jaw all things considered well their main their main thing is going to be like they can't do anything with their roster like if, until Jaw comes back because they have to know how it's going to work with Jaw. They beat the war like they beat the Warriors last year who ended up winning the championship, but they beat they beat the Warriors by like how much was it by like forty something points without Jaw? Well, I'm not saying that they can't play well without Jaw. Their main it's just they is... don't know their their scenario and what it's going to look like going forward until they yeah. know if he's going to straighten out or not. Yeah, because, like, think about it. When you put Jaw in the lineup, it completely changes their play style. Completely. Mm-hmm. Because Tyus Jones is a is a no-nonsense, I'm going to do what I can for the team 
make a make a three pointer or a floater every now and then, but make the make the smart play. Jaws the more flashy. He'll make the smart play, but he's the more flashy superstar type. But Tyus Jones, as far as backup point guards, I think is as solid as they come. He's one of the best in the league. But from what I'm saying is like, if Jaw is going to be put in the lineup, he's completely changing the way the team plays. If you're playing without Jaw, like there's no single guy on the night. Jaron can have a good game. Desmond Bain can have a good game. Tyus Jones always pops out and has a good game. There's once in a there's while. my thing is if worst case scenario Jaw doesn't straighten himself out and they have to like at some point drop him because nobody's going to want to take him if he keeps going. Desmond Bain I think has just has almost the same amount of potential that Jaw does. Does if you look at Desmond Bain's numbers over the past couple of years, he went from 13 points to 17 points to this year like 23 points. Or 24 or something like that. My issue with Desmond Bain is he's got to add a new thing to his play style if he's going to be like a star. Because Desmond Bain's main thing is he's not very like mobile. What I'm saying is like he can't create for himself. He he has he did this past year whenever that because he's getting only he's only getting better at it now that Jaw Jaw has been spent some time out of the lineup. No, you're right. We had we did see flashes of that this season because that's that's where his point that's where his like the his increase in points came from because thir- his 13 points a game his rookie season he was just spot up shooter everything else has come from his new ability to create and uses frankly like like dump truck size biceps yeah his thing only only thing i am worried about with desmond bain is he him and john morant are two totally different players mm-hmm. and Desmond Bain can play very well off Ja Morant, but if you want to go forward with Desmond Bain, he's going to have to get better at his own shot creating, which really, even without Ja Morant, he's still running off screens most of the time. Now, he can create for himself, but he's no Ja Morant. He's no Tyus Jones in that regard. He's not very mobile, and his he really has... Dude does, dude does not really have a bag. If you look... <laughs> Dude's bag is about as small if you, as my if girlfriend's you, little... Uh, Freaking, um, oh my gosh, Lululemon bag. How do they carry anything in those? Uh, it's for a phone and a wallet. That's about it. That's it. Yeah. How do y'all do that? Yeah. If you're a girl in the audience right coral. now, Coral. Yeah, Coral, because you're probably the only girl listening to this. She told me she had to. Yeah. So Coral, just tell me how you. Li- if you, this is your proof to see if I, you actually listen to this. <laughs> if, uh, if tell me what, how you use those bags right now. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Like, pull up a picture of Desmond Bain right now on your phone. Dude looks like a brick. I'm no, if you, you look at him and you cover up, like, if you just look at him from the waist up, he looks like he's, like, five foot five. Because <laughs> if you look at his arms, his his wingspan is, like, his height. It's, like, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's probably, like, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. But if you look at him from the waist up, he looks so small. He looks like he's five foot five. Dude he, has, you know who has the, the shortest wingspan in the NBA? Dude's arm, he's dude's a, literally a T-Rex. Who? <laughs> Desmond Bain. He doesn't, the, he doesn't have the shortest wingspan. He has the, probably the shortest wingspan in reference to his height. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Because his wingspan is still like 6'4", but the, his arms are so like muscular but short. He looks so like short, but then you realize he's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. I think he could be a star. I think he'd be a superstar. Well, we'll wait to see I how think, this season I goes. think all-star this year. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Especially with jaw out. I can... I might be able to get behind that, but you also have to remember the guy that we haven't even mentioned yet, Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, and Dylan Brooks, too. Dylan Brooks is gone. Yeah, well... <sighs> He's not gone. Dylan Brooks is going to play with Dwight Howard in Taiwan. Shanghai Sharks. The Shanghai Sharks. Dude, okay, so here's the thing. Dylan Brooks, the start of this year, 
I was I had high hopes for Dylan Brooks. He he looked decent. He was taking better shots. And I said to my friend, I said to my friend Logan, who I'm probably gonna get to listen to this. I said to him, I'm I'm okay with how he's playing right now. But then he turned back into Dylan Brooks. He started taking the the worst shots I've ever seen in my entire life. To where he's like the player, if he's wide open, you best believe he's missing it. If he's contested, that's the only way he'll even like remotely be able to make it. I saw this stat. I think it was on Stat Muse, and I, oh man, I, I gotta look at this. Where it's like, look at your phone. Dylan Brooks takes the average amount of shots that a superstar should be shaking, taking, but he averages like ten points a game. Because and he shoots like thirty-seven percent from the field. But the thing is, he yes, just his, chucks stuff, no, stuff. his field goal percentage is abysmal. It's so bad. His yeah. three-point percentage was probably thirty this season, if I had to take a guess. I'm going to look that up, too. But Dude acts like he's a superstar. No, because last year he was putting up games where he would score 30. This year he didn't do that. He would have he would be the type where he would score 30 or he would score like less than 10. This year he didn't even do that. He would score 15 or he would score 5. Dude thinks he's Draymond, but the one thing he doesn't realize is Draymond isn't just good at defending. Draymond is also a, a good, good passer. Good, good playmaker. He's a great... Draymond affects the game and he averaged 14 a game this year. Never mind. Like Draymond is Dray, Draymond might not be a great scorer, but one thing that Draymond has over Dylan Brooks is first of everything all, else. Yeah, Draymond actually gets into people's heads and actually can make people have a bad game. Dylan Brooks, I don't know what the thing is. Draymond just declined his player option. Just now, he's a free agent. Yep, just now. Dude's going. Dude's going to Detroit. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Dude's from Detroit. He's Draymond Green's declining his twenty-seven point five million player option for next season is becoming a free agent per Shams uh, Shams Terrania. Dude really hates Jordan Poole. That's all I gotta say because you're really gonna. <laughs> I mean, decline, I hate Jordan Poole. You're really gonna decline twenty-seven million dollars to get maybe ten million at most in another so place. Dylan Brooks, his three-point percentage the past several years: thirty-two, uh-huh. thirty, uh-huh. thirty-four, then thirty-five, thirty-seven, thirty-five. He has never been a good... If you look at his shot, it's so horrendously just... Uh, his, like, right leg bends inwards. I don't know how it does it, but it's it's not good. I'll tell you this right now. Dylan Brooks on offense is, is about is about as good as Shake Milton. And that's... Shake Milton is the... He used to be decent. Sha- no, right now is about as or, good as Shake Milton. If you gave Shake Milton the ball and let him shoot that many shots, that's the same thing that would happen... It's just Dylan Brooks. Everyone was saying defense. that Dylan Brooks was a secondary star. I'm like, no. are you watching the same player I am? No, no. You have Jaron Jackson Jr. on your team, and, and you're saying that Dylan Brooks is the secondary star. Is is a, a secondary star, not the? Because also like Desmond Bain, even Hello. even even on defense, I just don't see it. I don't see. Everyone says he has an impact on defense. Yeah, for taking LeBron James off and making him go off for twenty and twenty. I just don't think he's got a place on a team just because... No, in the sentence there. <laughs> in the sentence there, I don't think he has a place on the team. I, I, I really Even if it him, wasn't for controversy, I don't think he has a place like, on the I'm team. I'm really hoping that he can clean his act up and get a contract somewhere else just and because, like... Kind of be quiet for a little bit. Yeah, because that's what he needs. He just needs a little bit of rejuvenation. He needs to show that he has value without having to shoot... I've only seen two teams in the same sentence as Dylan Brooks, and it's Miami and Dallas. Yeah, Miami's not taking him because they're going to put... Dallas is the the other team I've seen because they need wing defenders. 
and they just need guys that I mean they they might have the Kyrie I think Dylan Brooks and Kyrie Irving would kill each other. Luca would probably also get in a fight with Dylan Brooks. Yeah, but we'll have to see because like I do think that is a decent fit. That is probably might be the best fit for him because the Mavericks are desperate right now. Yeah. J- okay. Back to Jaron, who I think is could he has the his his floor is like what he was at not this past season but the season before that so the season after he after the because uh, he was he was really good in the bubble and then when he came back from his uh injury he was like 10 points a game 12 points a game but his i think his ceiling is like is legit i think his ceiling is anthony davis like, I I'd say so because like he's a he's a guy who can shoot he can shoot from anywhere if he his shot his, also his shots also ugly it's ugly but it works no it works he can shoot from anywhere on a good on a good night his his post game is getting better he's on the weaker side he's weaker than Anthony Davis is but defensively him and Anthony Davis are the same they're gonna yeah. get they're gonna get blocks but aside from that they're gonna affect every single shot that goes up even if they don't get a hand on it and people were talking about how his stats might have been getting like fudged quote-unquote no um i know the statistician for the grizzlies personally i think we both do um not a chance no way not a chance because like he showed me the clips that were all up in controversy and like dude those are blocks those are blocks. well and while like there's some clips where you could like maybe see giving the block to somebody else it's not like oh that's blatantly it it's like those those plays where like two people block it at the same time mm-hmm. it's yeah. like that but that's what I think about the Grizzlies. I'll talk more because as far as like their situation going forward, I'll talk more about later in the when we talk about the draft. Well, aside from those three guys that we talked about before, because Ja, Dylan, um, oh, Aaron, and- I think Xavier Tillman could be a solid. I think he's a solid because he proved himself in this playoffs. He was good. He was really good. Well, aside from Dylan Brooks and Ja, I love the Memphis No, Grizzlies they're roster. great. Like you got Kyle Anderson. I've always loved Kyle Anderson. You don't have you don't have Kyle Anderson. He's on Minnesota, my friend. Wait, he is? He's been on Minnesota since a a year and a half ago. Guys, I'm sorry. I, I didn't like Kyle Anderson. I'm sorry. That was bad. Okay, but I really like Xavier Tillman. I really like Brand I've always loved Brandon. I Clark. could ta- I could play an entire game of Yahtzee before like I <laughs> I'm. I could play Yahtzee before Kyle Anderson got a shot up from the corner. Yeah, but it would go in. Would it? Sometimes. Brandon Clark. I, do you know how sad I was whenever he went down with that injury? I was devastated. That hurts. Because y'all whenever, whenever he was drafted, I'm like, starting lineup now, and he is. He's never really been a starter for long. He always comes off the bench, but he has grown into that. He's like settled down into that bench role, and he is. He's the most consistent 15 points on the entire... He's the most consistent scorer on the Grizzlies in terms of, like, you can count on him for 15 points. And then you got other guys on that roster. Steven freaking Adams, who also got injured with and had the... what He had, like, a, a staff injection. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I love... Steven Adams is probably my favorite player on the Grizzlies as of right now. I love Steven Adams. Get your hands off my point... He got my... He, he was, he my was touching guard. my point guard? My point guard. I asked him to release my point guard. <laughs> if Man. there's a single person in this world that does not like steven adams i'm going to like leak their ip address well he is actually people have called him a dirty player like he you has, stop well i mean no i love the i love him too because he you know the play where he caught mason plumley um things like that. yes where he Just, could go for a layup and he drops the ball and catches mason plumley yeah yes. like he's a nice dude i do just feel like he has had some dirty plays that he's gotten past and he doesn't do him anymore well the thing is because he, he as far as the strongest players in the nba i think him yeah. 
I think he's the strongest player in the NBA. Yeah. Because there's that clip. We'll talk. We'll, we might be talking about this in an upcoming episode. There's that clip of Shannon Sharp, of <laughs> Shannon Sharp courtside, yeah. and Steve Adams goes up to him. And if you watch that video, all these players are, all these people are trying to separate Steve Adams from Shannon Sharp. Not a single person moves Steve Adams an inch. It, like he stays where he is. He does not move. It's crazy. It's I love Steve Adams, but no. As like aside from, the, I think Jaw can bring it back a little bit. I I hope he does. Do, but aside from the Jaw and Dylan Brooks controversy stuff going on, I love their entire roster. There's yeah. not a single other player on their roster that I'm like get him out. I love Luke Kennard. I loved that at the trade deadline because we gave up Danny Green for him. I think, like, as overall for the Grizzlies to like, conclude this segment, I just got to say, give them two years and they're a playoff contender. Two or three years. Oh, also the... Because Jaws got to mature. Do we want to... Do we want to... Do you want me to talk about, like, a trade that I want them to make? Sure, why not? OG, OG and Anobi. Okay, yeah. That's I want OG and Anobi. I think Mikhail, or, Mikhail Bridges or, no, also work. No, that's what. No, I think his value is too high now, because he's proven himself. He he scored like twenty seven points per game on the Nets. True, true. He that's what I wanted at the trade. I wanted to trade Zaire Williams, Dylan Brooks, some picks, and then maybe like another player for Mikhail Bridges. But now I, there's no chance. Zaire Williams, his trade value is out the window now because he, he was a move. starter in his rookie year and he did good. But now he his injuries. His injuries and I mean yeah. he did make the. The longest shot of this past NBA season. He made yeah. the longest shot at Bankton. Okay, awesome. but finish up the Grizzlies. Tell me if you agree with this. Two, two, three years, and you got a playoff contending team. I think one or two. Because I think this this next season, you don't throw this next season out the window because we've seen how good they are without Jaws. Yes, Joe. but at the same time, especially you still if you've got big contenders coming back in the West. There's also a free agent. There's also a couple of free agents that I've seen that the Grizzlies could sign, Chris Middleton being one of them. And while Chris Middleton is not, like, the second star that everyone thinks he is, I think he's really good. I don't think he's – or, like, a Rui Hachimura or something like that. I mean, Chris Middleton, when he was fully healthy he – He's was, really good. He was the second star on a – He's a I've, – I've seen a bunch of Grizzlies fans that want him, and I would be very happy with that because as far as the wing positions go, we don't have anything right now because Dylan Brooks was our only real wing, quote-unquote. Because Luke Kennard's, like, he's played the wing, but he's not – like, he's, like, 6'5", but he's not going to body anybody at the small forward position. Yeah, that'd be a good pickup. So I guess we can talk about we can just go straight into trades. But I kind of want to talk about the Bradley Beal trade, the the blockbuster trade happened yesterday, at like around like in the morning. Oh yeah, we're recording this on Monday, by the way. Yesterday was Sunday, of course. So you know, okay. this is where we're at. Here's what I think: the Suns. You got another. They have three guys that can give you fifty. Mm-hmm. They have three. They have three guys that can give you fifty and, and a consistent twenty-five. At the minimum, mm-hmm. right? Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Do they think they're gonna? Okay, so Isaac, mm-hmm. name me. So first, how many players do you think they currently have under contract right now? The Suns. Yes, I know it's not many. Their their depth is out the window. With so this trade. how many? So currently under contract, they have five players. How many of them can can you name them? It's pretty. It's pretty obvious. Under contract. They yes. Have five? Okay. So it would be. They have five. It's KD. Yes. DeAndre Ayton. Yes. Devin Booker. Uh huh. Bradley Beal. Uh huh. Jordan Goodwin. They just got Jordan Goodwin in the trade with Bradley Beal. They got Jordan Goodwin with that trade. Yeah, that's aside from yeah, whoever okay. the heck that is. Um. Oh. They uh, have five. Akoji. They have five. No. Akoji's not under contract. Mm-mm. They have five. You have one more. 
feel like I'm forgetting someone big. He was, yes, you are. He was injured this past season for most of it. Not Sharich, is it? No, Sharich is on a different team. No. Gosh. Um, He's a better player than that. Backup point guard, or now starting point oh, guard, campaign. I guess. Oh, campaign. Yes. The tank master. Yes. Here's the thing. Are you going to run campaign at point guard, or do you run Devin Booker at point guard? Well, DB's played, well, DB's Dylan Brooks, sorry. Devin Booker has played point guard before. Not, that was back during the, the, the grave the grave days of the Suns. Because he is a scorer. I don't know if I he's a very talented player. I think he could he could be a passer if you really wanted him to, but that's not how he is. Also, campaign is not starting point guard quality, I'm sorry. He's good. He averaged like fifteen a game. Yes. I Whenever whenever Chris Paul was was out either last year or like the playoffs. Yeah. When, when they were in the finals. He, he scored like thirty. Okay, campaign is a, was a great player. I just think that this past season he's too short to be able to guard any point guard. He cannot play a lick of defense. His offense is good some nights, but it's very it's very spotty. Like he can have a good pass this one play, and then the next play it can he can be off. Of no, well, well, that's my concern with them is even if you start a point guard, who's backup point guard? There is no backup. Point exactly. Guard. Jordan Goodwin. Jordan Goodwin's really a, they, a combo guard too, though. If they get some players. In the in the draft or by, by trading some of their other players, if you get some at least decent, they could make a run. But everyone's saying they're favorites. No, they need a point guard. And Chris Paul, as much as you hate him, he was a good point guard for that roster. I know they dropped. Not at the end, no. Not at the end, but I'd rather have Chris Paul over campaign. I'm sorry, but like, I Chris, would. I would it's not. Still, Chris Paul. I would not. It's still okay. Well, because Chris Paul is a guy that you always look at to average ten assists. He probably averaged like six. True, true. I'll give you that. No, Chris, like, and he's always been a good defensive player. Not anymore. He's old. He he could always score relatively well. He averaged like 19 on the Clippers. Now he scores like 8, 9, 10. I mean, if you're really looking at it. He's just not good at the things that Chris Paul used to be good at. Why don't why don't, why don't don't they try on Russ? Russ still has, hasn't been signed yet. Or I guess it's the thing of, like, can you expect... Can you expect Russ to take a I don't, step down? I don't see any reason why Russ would want to leave the Clippers. True, because they but they wanted but they did say the Clippers recently wanted a hometown discount from him. They go wanted, get go get John Wall, <sighs> that old head. I love that John John Wall is one of my favorite players. Everybody's old. I just think it's weird, or I just think the reason the Suns are not going like a contender. And I'm, or, or they are a contender, obviously. But what I'm saying is the reason why they're not the favorites for me is because they have, you know, they have, no, they have, they have six, a starting lineup. They have a starting lineup, and that's it. But that means if they and they have no cap space because of all these big players. So what they're going to have to do is sign players on veteran minimums. I would, and you don't look at the the best rosters. The mo, out of the like, I think I saw the stat out of the past five NBA championships, the team with the most veteran minimums was like the Lakers, and I think it was. Two or three. The thing is, like the player, the teams you see winning championships is not most of the time. Aside from like the like a couple years ago, but nowadays you're like the teams that win championships are not the teams that have big threes anymore. They have depth. They have depth, which is why I think, which is why everyone like the Cel- the Celtics. Celtics have depth, but and I mean I get what you mean. Though. Not as good as people think, but like the Grizzlies, the Nuggets. That's like they have depth. I that's mean, the Nuggets definitely have that. Yes, that's why the Nuggets won, in well, my if you opinion. Just look at, if you looked at the top four teams, the teams that were all in the Western Conference Finals this year, or the, in the Conference Finals this year, all four of them ha- went, could go nine men deep. All four of the them. The Heat could definitely, the Heat could probably go ten. Yeah, the Heat, 
the Heat have always just been able to do something with nothing, and that's what just one thing that's great. Because here's what I do if I'm the Suns. DeAndre Aiden, right? Mm-hmm. He's good, but he's not like what we were promised. 100%. He's yeah. not first pick good. I tr- – because he's still got value. He still has value. And you, he's on a max contract. You tra- you trade him and get hopefully a point guard, maybe some other guys that can be roster- in roster spots. Yeah, No, I totally get that. Because- I, tr- I trade Aiden. As much as I love Aiden, I think he can be really good, but his, his floor is not. Because on the Suns, especially with Bradley Beal, dude's just a rim runner now. That's all he is. No, Aiden doesn't have a spot with ha- with how many ball-dominant players there are on that team. I don't think he has a that's, it's, it's this same reason that James Wiseman didn't work on the Warriors. Mm-hmm. In that James Wiseman, his his talent is great, but on the Warriors, with their how their scheme works, it didn't work out. Well, DeAndre Ayton, he needs to have the ball to be good. Like, DeAndre Ayton is the guy you feed the ball in the post to, and he goes he goes to work. That's his thing. And so... When he doesn't have the ball, he's a rim runner. He's no he's no better than Robert Williams, basically. I wouldn't say that. Robert Williams is a better defender, but DeAndre Ayton's better at everything else. Well, yeah, but I'm saying without the ball, DeAndre Ayton doesn't have the chance to do everything else. Right. And so like, no. he's, he's also he's also for his size, remarkably weak. Well, it's just if you if you watch if you watch him play, he doesn't play like he's seven foot one. Dude just needs to get the ball. Dribble, dribble, dunk. That's what his game is. He needs to just play more like he's Shaq. Set, he's set. That, he's got the ability. To whenever play DeAndre, to Shaq. whenever DeAndre was drafted and he looked good for a little bit, I made the claim that Devin Booker and DeAndre could be the next Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, because I made that cl- because they both looked good. I knew Devin Booker was good. DeAndre looked good, not Shaq good. Nobody ever, nobody's ever going to look Shaq good. But I, I like. That's what their ceilings could have been, and Devin Booker, I think, is re- as is reaching his ceiling so far. Not Kobe levels, but it's up there. Well, I mean, you look at this. Tra- if you're if you're also if you're looking at trades for this, it's pretty obvious what you do. DeAndre Ayton really wants to go to Indiana because he tried to sign with Indiana, and they. I I thought that was all but done. Well, it's the um he was a restricted free agent, so the Suns could match it and immediately take him back. There's nothing that Pacers could have done. There. Go get like Miles Turner. Get Miles Turner and then go get a, like, what is, um, oh, what's it, um. Would they do Halliburton? No, Halliburton's no, too not, good. They would not do Halliburton. Who's their, TJ McConnell. Yeah, TJ, no, TJ McConnell would fit really well with them because he's, he's. He's not no better in campaign, you stop. No. He's better defense in campaign. You say that campaign's too small. TJ McConnell's like 5'10". Well, I mean, true, they're about the same height. I will say, though, TJ McConnell is a better defender than campaign. No, he's quicker hands in campaign might be better at stealing the ball. True. But that doesn't mean he's a better defender. Like Chris Paul, he is still a good defender if you're only looking at how quick his hands are. But it also, this trade makes sense because you want to free up cap space. So if you just want to do DeAndre Ayton straight up for Miles Turner, they have cap space to go to free agency and get themselves. Yes, that's what I think. Because Miles Turner, healthy, is still very good in terms of what you need, a defensive center that can... He can, he can pull, go outside and shoot. That can rim run and shoot. Yeah, that's what you're going to need. That would be perfect for them. And but, then go with, like, put Josh Akoji in that starting lineup, too. It would work really well. You say Akoji? Akogi. Akoji. Interesting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or Tory Craig is good, too. Is Tory Craig on their roster? Yeah. Well, I thought uh, he wasn't under contract. Not under contract, but he's still on their roster, technically. Yeah, well, we'll see if they resign. The him. Wizards, hold on, wait a second. The Wizards got scammed. The Wizards didn't even get, like, a first-round pick. They got old man Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, 
and second round picks. No, but I. What were, what were the, take, the Wizards won this trade? No. No, because think about it. Bradley Beal was a virus on their team for years. Because think about it. Without with with Bradley Beal, they can't rebuild. They cannot. They can't even start thinking about. So are you saying Bradley Beal is the cause of their of the Wizards' issues? No, he's not the cause of it, but he's not making them better. He's the only player in NBA history to score fifty in back to back games, and has his team still lose the game. No, but what I'm saying is Bradley Beal is not a good enough player to base a championship team off of. He's not the best player on on a championship winning team. He will never be. I'm sorry. You're oh, Jonah has his eyes wide open right now, but it's true. Bradley Beal is the second best player on a championship team at best. Where are you getting that? From the fact that his that He's Bradley, been on the Wizards, you can't say that. He's no, been on, he has been on the Washington Wizards his entire career. You have no idea. No, I do know because they paired him with Chris Stapps last year and you'd think, "Oh, wow, Chris Stapps isn't good." But they didn't even make the playoffs, dude. Chris Stapps isn't good. Kyle Kuzma's not good. Yes, but you'd think that Bradley Beal would at least by himself be a good enough player. If he's a championship-winning player, he'd at least be good enough by himself no, to be an 8 seed. No, you're you're pinning the Wizards' struggles because of their lackluster roster all on Bradley Beal. And I'm it's not, not pinning and it's it not all fair. on yes, Bradley you are. Beal. Yes, you entirely are. He's he, he was the best player on that team, but... Yeah, he was. His The rest of the roster is probably the worst in the NBA besides like the Rockets and the Spurs. If you look at stats, Bradley Beal wasn't even the best player on the Wizards this year. He was Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps had a great season. Well, because Bradley Beal is probably sick and tired of being there. Well, yeah, I, I know that, but I'm saying... It's the same thing with like in the MLB. There's this dude named Trevor Story who's in the Colorado Rockies who stunk. And he was one of the best players in the MLB, but he did awful his last couple years there because he didn't want to be there. Well, I guess we'll just have to leave that up for discussion later because um, Bradley Beal is a is a top tier player. K- Katie, are you saying he's top ten? Top tier is what I said. I know, but like, what would you would you put him top ten in the league? Top tier means superstar. Okay, super superstar. Were you saying that? Would you say he's top ten in the league? Well, no, because the top tier of NBA players is more than ten players. I know you're right, but I'm saying. There's probably five players in the league that can be the best player on a championship team. Five. Five to six. I'd say Jokic, Embiid. Not even LeBron anymore. Um, LeBron has When healthy, LeBron hasn't been the best player on his team for the past couple of years. Jokic, Embiid, Giannis. I'd even say Tatum. I'd say Tatum. No. No, it is Tatum. No. Because Tatum can be. He was the best player on a champion. Close to a champion. Curry. Close. To a championship. Yeah, but I'm saying he can be. Like if the Celtics I don't think so. And we have we've we've seen him come up short time and time again. But I'm saying he can be. Not saying he is, but I'm saying he can be. He has the potential to be that. You're biased. Jason Tatum is better than Bradley Beal. That's uh, Jason Tatum's better than Bradley Beal, but Jason Tatum's not more experienced than Bradley Beal. Yeah, but you're saying, okay, you're saying that Bradley Beal can be the best player on a championship yes. team, but Jason Tatum cannot. Hmm. How does that make sense? Because of his inconsistency. But Bradley Beal's just as inconsistent. No, he's not. Dude, Bradley Be- Okay. I just I just don't get this. Like You know, we'll we'll table this for later because I just we've got we've got a whole NBA draft preview to go over right now because, you know, it's coming up Thursday and um we'll just talk about this later. Because I just I just severely don't understand what where you're coming from. But we're gonna talk about the NBA draft because of course it's coming up Thursday and uh we've got some 
you know, big takes coming out. People saying that Victor Wenbanyama is the greatest prospect since LeBron. Some even saying he's greater than LeBron. We'll talk about him later, though. Oh, yeah, 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 because we have some pretty strong opinions on that. But um, I think my favorite talk, the thing to talk about is, and a lot of people disagree with me, but like, I want to know who's going number two because we know Vic's going to go number one. Okay, so here's the thing. The Hornets have said that number two, they're planning on Brandon Miller. Yes. Brandon Miller's a great player. But what I have seen from Scoot freaking Henderson is nuts. So you think Scoot should be number two? I think he's a – I think – Because I, I think Scoot should be number two. If I was – if I was – if I was the team drafting number one, I would take Scoot over Victor. Okay, but we can't be talk- we can't be saying that that stuff right now because you might get slaughtered by the media. So we'll just say that Scoot is a, a Stephen I, A does it. Yeah, but Stephen A is Stephen A, and he makes millions. And Scoot, we're sitting here upstairs, uh, surrounded by a bunch of mattresses at my house. So Scoot, we're not there yet. Scoot is crazy. He's good. Now I I think Scoot is the better player. He's built like a linebacker. Because I've seen Brandon Miller play, and I know he's pretty inconsistent. Now, if you're going to look at NBA ready, or if you're looking at the archetype, Scoot. No, but if you look at the archetype alone of these players, Brandon Miller is like has an amazing NBA body. How tall is he? Six nine. So you're looking at like a Kevin Durant kind of thing. He, he's literally Kevin Durant. It's li- like what he is. I mean, we said that about Brandon Ingram, but he hasn't panned out until like recently. Yeah, it's right. That's right. Now Brandon Miller's not as. We wiry. said that about Jabari Smith, and he is not. Well, Brandon <laughs> Brandon um Brandon Miller is not as wiry. I will say Brandon Miller is a bit like. He's he's the guy got a little bit more muscle to him. His arms aren't as long, pretty close to it. Thing Watching is, Watching him on Alabama, I watched him. The only time I got to watch him in person was when Alabama played San Diego State in that uh, Sweet 16 game. And uh, if you guys know anything about it, he just had a terrible game. Mm-hmm. Dude got shut down by Matt Bradley, six five. No, there it is, right there. He needs to. He needs to be able to get better. I think dude needs to grow some nuts. That's what he needs to do. That's that's one thing that Scoot has on him. Scoot is built like an NFL linebacker. And that's why I think Scoot will have a better career because Scoot is a player he the is, type player we've never seen. He's before. ready now. He he will average 20 a game in his first year. I don't doubt that. I, he could. He, because the only thing he needs to develop is a three-point shot. His three-point shot is good, but it's not NBA level yet. No, but everything else is just I I haven't seen, like... If I'm the Hornets, I would want Brandon Miller, just because you have LaMelo at point guard. Yes. No, if I'm the Hornets, I'd take Brandon Miller, but there's, like, talks of, like, trades and stuff. The 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 Pelicans want to move up to, what, number two or number three? If the, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was. We talked. We were about to say that the Pelicans do want to trade for the second pick, but you also got teams like the Blazers that also want to trade for the second pick. And see if the Blazers can get Dame off their hands, I wouldn't be up. I wouldn't be surprised if they do trade for the second pick. I just feel bad for Damian Lillard. You know. Oh yeah. Um. Another thing I mentioned, Damian Lillard is my favorite player ever. I have I have a poster of him on my wall, and it makes me really sad that he is not going to win a championship just because I love him so much. Like Dame. If you ever watch that, listen to this. I know you won't, dude. I, I love you so much. You're just the best. Like I just love your get play style. Always have. He's like a dreamy look in his eye right now. You can't dude, see that. I, I, I'm I'm falling in love with Dame. I'm just, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I just think that right now the Blazers could use something like that. They, they could, could use, use a lot of things. But okay, also Shade Sh- Sharp. Sharp. Here's the thing. That name hurts to hear because of John Calipari. 
not playing him and saying, oh, he's going to stay. Nope. So you just straight up lied to our face. Well, Shaden probably did think he was going to stay. It wasn't him as his camp that told him to go. I don't blame – my dad blames Shaden. I don't blame Shaden whatsoever. If you were going to go – if you were going to go as high as he was projected to go in the NBA, wouldn't you go? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Awesome. With the talent that he has and that I think he could have, we've seen that he's an elite dunker, elite finisher. I mean, you've seen you've seen him. He's played – he's had flashes of pretty good – Pretty goodness. I wouldn't say stardom, but pretty goodness. Try again. Pretty goodness. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm staying with. Pretty goodness. He's had flashes of pretty goodness. Potential. It's called potential. No, I like pretty goodness. That's 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 my new term for that. Shade. No, I, Shade and Sharp could be really good. It's just the Blazers have a lot more problems than just. I think if the Blazers that. do trade for number two, it will be because they're going to draft Scoot. Because they're they want that. Franchise player. Now they could get Brandon Miller, but if they do that, they're going to keep Dane. The the Trailblazers have had a franchise player for the last ten years. Yes, but they it looks like they're trying to move on from Dame because they're talking like they will. It's just sad. It is sad, but Dame's probably still got two or three more good years in him before he starts declining. Another player that I really like how they look is Amon Thompson. I really like Amon Thompson. Well, then we can go into other lottery picks we like. I like both the Thompson brothers. I like Eamon Thompson's crazy. So, um, I, w- I was going to pull up this article by The Ringer that I thought was really good. Um, it's not an article, but, like, they have an NBA draft guide that I really liked just because it's super in-depth. And um, going into their picks, they had Brandon Miller at number two, which, you know, we can talk about later. But they have Osar to Osar. Is it Osar? Osar. Osar Thompson over Amen Thompson, which, I mean, I think – Really, I think the funniest thing about this is um, you look at Eamon Thompson's comparison. Um, it's tall John Morant or beanpole Zion Williamson. Beanpole. What does that mean? It means you. Okay. Shh. You're right. I'm, I'm a very skinny, skinny bean, boy. P- bean, what? Beanpole. Beanpole Zion Williamson. Like, these guys. Well, you. I, I mean, I don't know if players want to be like Zion Williamson anymore. Well, that's. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but I get what you mean. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking Injuries. about yes. Yeah, but like the play style, I think that's what they mean. And then I would just say John Morant because John Morant is being pulled Zion Williamson. Who do they compare him into? A tall John Morant. Oh, and, what about yeah. what about Asar? Asar, they're saying um, Sean Livingston with elite athleticism. <sighs> Sean Livingston. That name gives me nightmares. Oh, my gosh. If you look at the best mid-range shooters of all time, Kevin Durant, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and 2016 Sean Livingston. <laughs> I saw that the other day. <laughs> yeah, I can, I swear. Because, okay, when I've, I'm a, I've been a Grizzlies fan ever since I got interested in the NBA, but my other team was the Cavaliers. Not because of LeBron, but because of Kyrie. I loved Kyrie. And Sean Livingston is in my nightmares. But going back to the Thompson brothers, like, if we're talking about just straight up when you look at them, obviously it's their shooting problems that it's going to give them, like, they, they can't shoot very well. They look, it looks a lot better than it did. Yeah, that's true. My I was watching a film on them the other day, and I saw one thing that I noticed is these guys in transition insane they're fast they're fat they look okay they're fat look no they're fast okay but the, the what the ringer article says about amen thompson which it probably applies to osar as, as well 
turns into Mario with a superstar when he gets the ball. <laughs> it speeds him up even more, but he stays under control by using hesitation moves. Dude can run the court amazing. He can run the court very fast. It just fast. sounds like De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, but three inches taller. But De'Aaron Fox is a better shooter. Well, yeah, because De'Aaron Fox, but he, he wasn't a great shooter coming in. No, but he was, I think, faster. De'Aaron Fox is the fastest player I've ever seen. I'm trying to think if I agree with that. Because you've got to look at prime John Wall, too. He was pretty fast. Right. I mean, Russ, Derrick Rose, John Wall, De'Aaron. De'Aaron might be just fast, though. I get I get, get what you mean. So, another another guy I was looking into, too, because we're just looking at other lottery picks that I, I like, and then you have your uh, your guys that you want to talk about. I really like Jalen Hutchifino. I don't know as much about him. Well, let me see. I'm trying to find him because i got to make sure I'm talking about the right dude. Uh, they have this list has Case and Wallace at 11. That was the player I was going to talk about. As, as, as a Kentucky fan, i got to say that's a little too high for No, him. it's not. Well, we'll talk about that later. But Jalen Hutchifino, 6'4". He's a guard. I'm saying guard because, like, he's a point guard, but, like, kind of not. Like, he's more of a combo guard, I'd say. He's a, he's good at mid-range. I like him because I watched him at Indiana last year. He played really well with Trace Jackson Davis, but he could also create for himself. Dude can't shoot. Not really. He shoots 33% and averages 13. Why is he a lottery pick? Well, because he's got he's young and he's got a good body for it. That's his main thing. I like him because he's not going to be good off the bat, but he is going to be a player that can develop. Not, I don't think star. I don't even think star, but he will be a good player, especially because. Then why waste a lottery pick on it? Because you you draft a guy in the lottery if you think if you then. Not, late, but late lottery. This is saying late lottery. In late lottery, you're not always expecting like a franchise player. You're expecting a player that can help your team. A star and franchise player are two different things. Star is like they're going to be good in the NBA, like twenty points per game. I think Jalen Hutchinson. Could be a good solid player for a team, and that's why I picked him because he's a he's got a good body for. Because like go one down, mm-hmm. go down. Inconsistent shooter, he can, but he means he can have a good night. In the but like go night. down to players below him. Kobe Bufkin, uh, I don't know that guy. But below, he plays he's on he's on Victor's team. Yeah, Bryce Sensabaugh too. I was gonna put him, but I didn't just because he had a good season for uh the for Ohio State. I mean, even though they weren't that good. There's one. Dirk Lively. Mm-hmm. And then, finally, my last guy. He's really late in here. Uh, he's Nick Smith, Ar- I really Arkansas. Like Nick Smith. I think Nick Smith could be really good. I like Nick Smith. I also can't shoot. He well, but the thing is, you look at all these players. They can't shoot going to the NBA, and they learn how to shoot. And well, they get they get a good shot. Well, then you have to relearn how to shoot because the three point line is three feet back. Yeah, I get that, but. I mean, they, he already has a good mid-range shot. Both these guys have good mid-range shot, so that's a start. Well, the mid-range doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah, I know. But I think right now, if you look at players that came into the NBA with a bad three-point shot, they made it work. They made they got a good shot. John Morant came to the NBA with a bad three-point shot. He still doesn't have the greatest three-point shot. Yeah, but he can still shoot consistently, and I would trust him shooting a three. Let me just ask you, who went number two in the 2012 draft? Or 2013 draft? 2013, that was Vic. Hmm? That was Victor Oladipo. Who went? In, okay, then who went number two in the 2012 draft? Okay, good point. We're talking about Michael Kidd <laughs> Gilchrist. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. To be fair, though, Michael Kidd Gilchrist was a 6'6 power forward. Like, that's why he was bad. No, he was bad because his shot, he has the ugliest shot in NBA history. Yeah, but if they've got good form, and also Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Well, he stayed in the NBA for years because just to, because of just how good of a defender he was. If he had a shot, he could have been really good. See, his main thing, if you look at Nick Smith, he, it says here he forces a lot of unwarranted shots. So you look at a player that has unwarranted shots like that, and you say, 
in the NBA, dude's gonna get yelled at if he shoots something. No, but shots. the thing is, if you get drafted, who who does that have him going to? This is nineteenth. I don't even know. It doesn't say. Because the thing is, there are some coaches that allow shots like that. For instance, the Houston Rockets. Yes, but at nineteen, he's not gonna go to a team that's gonna let him shoot every shot. You don't know that there could be a trade. True. There's a lot of trades in the NBA draft. Seems like more than more than the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. Now, Jonah, who are your guys? Case and Wallace. Case and Wallace. I think Case and Wallace. The Case and Wallace is who I want the Grizzlies to go for. I because the Grizzlies said they want to trade up to a late lottery, and I think he could be really good in the NBA. He's what six five? Six two. No, he's not. He says six two. Not a chance. He's six two. No, I thought he was six four. I thought he was around six four. No, but this is six two. This is six five. Okay. Well, he's also still growing, from what I've heard from Cal. This says six two. I know it's not true because it said it on Kentucky's roster he was six four. Two. No, he might be six five and shooting. Driving to the driving to the hoop, he's great. He's huge. Uh, he as a freshman at Kentucky, he made decisions that like an upperclassman would make. He's not. He doesn't take st- stupid shots. He's good at the floater. The three pointer, the three pointer is almost there. I think it's close, but the defense is what really makes me think he could be really good in the NBA. Is because he's a six, six four, still growing point guard who's fast and good at defense. I think he has a spot. My only thing is, you're telling me he's Casey Wallace is a great player. I don't see any difference between him and Jalen Hutchinson. When Jalen Hutchinson has a couple more inches on him, they're different positions. But Jalen Hutchinson is. This is Jalen Hutchinson was six four. Yeah. Okay. True. They're the same height. Okay, but I'm seeing the same player. I don't see a difference. Cason Wallace's shooting numbers are better, and his defense is better. I mean, you didn't watch Jalen Hutchinson this year. He can't, he's a good def- he's a I think he, I would say he's a better defender. Okay, I've seen Cason Wallace make some defensive plays that I've never seen before. And also, Jalen Hutchinson has go-to scoring upside. Cason Wallace does not have go-to scoring. He did upside. at the end. He did at the end of the year because Cal. Decided to go away from Oscar Sheway for some stupid reason. Well, Antonio Reeves was the go-to scorer. Yeah, when he wasn't 0 for 14. Jason Wallace can make shots, and I think he can be the second scorer, but Jalen Hutchifino has upside to be the best scorer on a team. You just said that Jalen Hutchifino you didn't think was going to be a star. Yeah, exactly. He can still be the best scorer on a team. He can still be a good spark plug at if some you're, point. If you're a, the best player on a, if you're the best scorer on a team, you're a star. So what are you saying? So which one? Well, okay, I'm thinking of like a spark plug. When like in a give lineup. me a, give me a player. Tyus Jones, he's he's not the best. He can be the best scorer on the court when he's when he's coming no. out with a bench unit. No, or if you're looking rarely. For... Oh, guys, it's raining. So if you hear the rain sounds, that's what we got now. That's what we're he, dealing with. Tyus Jones is rare is rarely gonna lead the team in scoring in a game. Only if he absolutely needs to if somebody's hurt. I'm saying Jalen Hutchinson has upside as a great spark plug, or he could... I, I think he has star potential, obviously, but I just don't think Casey Wallace has that scoring ability that... What players does it compare him to? It compares him to Drew Holiday and DeAnthony Milton. Drew Holiday... Is sick. Yeah. Drew Holiday has... But has, Anthony Milton. And, you, you, of course, you're going to be biased towards DeAnthony Milton because you're a I Grizzlies fan. I freaking love DeAnthony Milton. DeAnthony I, Milton's not a great scorer. I miss... Though. Well, they're comparing him to DeAnthony Milton. Kobe Bryant was compared to, like... A bum. Kobe Bryant, like, on his draft thing, said he wasn't, like, said inconsistent and, frankly, bad shooter. Like, these things, we see these things and we're like, oh. Okay. Now, one thing I will give you about the Casey Wallace pick is that his 
I mean, it says here. I'm gonna. Uh, it sounds like I'm just picking it up. Kaysom Wallace no, has the, one of the better basketball IQs I've no, seen. No, there. That player. that is why I pick him because Jalen Hutchinson, from what I've seen, doesn't take the best shots. Kaysom Wallace didn't. He doesn't make a whole lot of like bad decisions. He's smart with the ball. He's 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 re, he's really smart on defense. He plays older than he is, which is why I think he could be really good. He's 19 years old, but he plays like he he played like the he smart. Like he was the smartest player on the team last year. Like he's a great. I will say he's a great leader of an offense. Now, I think only thing I'm worried about is his scoring ability, just because he didn't show that he can. He he had he had flashes of being a good scorer, but he never showed that he could consistently be a good scorer. He reminds me of Maxi. I guess that's true. Maxie's a great scorer. Max and Maxie at Kentucky, he was a he was a great he was like he was a he was a decent scorer, but like he did everything else well too. Like defense, he's built like the same as Maxie. The main difference between him and Maxie is that Maxie, Maxie's a better shooter. Well, that and now. also Maxie is not as much of a point guard as Casey Wallace is. Casey no. Wallace is a better distributor. Exactly. Now. For the, I honestly don't think he will go lottery, but I think he, he should. I, don't know I, if I think he I think he should, especially if there's a team that needs a point guard. I think he could be solid right off the bat. Yeah, I just I'm worried that he will become like a Kennedy Chandler or something. Well, Kennedy Chandler's like five ten. Or not Kennedy Chandler. Um, from Kentucky last year. My goodness, Ty um, Ty Washington. Like I don't. I, I'm worried he'll become a guy that gets put on a G League team his first season. Who are you talking about? Ashton, Ashton Hagens. Ty Ty Washington. Well, Ty Ty's not as good as Casey Wallace. You're true. You're right. I just think that I'm just worried that Casey Wallace will get put on a G League team his first season, just because, you know. Casey Wallace is the best point guard that's come out of Kentucky since Ty- Tyrese Maxey a couple years ago. Because like Ty Ty Washington took took stupid shots. I wasn't a big believer in Ty Ty. He had some really, really good games. I think I, yeah, I'll give that to you. You're right. Yeah, but to be fair, Kentucky hasn't put out that many good point guards recently. So, Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. What about quickly? Quickly's not point guard. Uh, he's sometimes listed a point guard because he's the smallest player on the court for the Knicks, but he doesn't distribute. He's a scorer. True. Okay. So, um, before we wrap this up, um, you know, you know, we can go a little bit longer. I know we're at an hour now, but you know, we've got some. A couple more things to talk about. Uh, we have some sleepers. So quickly, go over some sleepers that we have in this draft. If you want to go over yours first, I have mine. Okay, so I'm biased as all heck, but KJ Williams. He's gonna say KJ Williams. Guys. No, there's. I don't. There is a. There is. De- there's a definite chance that he's not. That he might not even be drafted or might not be picked up by an NBA team. But if he does, I think he can be solid. Oh, I obviously think he's he's six ten, six eleven. Great, he's a great shooter. He was really good in the uh, SEC last year. Th- what made me believe it, because he used to go to Murray State. Uh, at Murray State, he was uh, under Coach Matt McMahon. Then Matt McMahon got, was, did such a good job coaching that he got a job at LSU. And I thought that, L- that LSU was going to be too big a competition for K.J. Williams. He wasn't going to adjust. He adjusted great. Mm-hmm. As, as not great as their team did as a whole because like it was his first season coaching there and Everybody that all the commits they had decommitted because they didn't want to. They didn't commit to play for Matt McMahon. They. He he had like thirty point games. No, KJ Williams is great, and I'm not arguing with that. My main issue and what other teams' main issue with him is that he's he was a fifth year senior last year. First of all, so he he's coming in with five years. Like basically gone, so his his game is ref- like as it is now, and it probably won't change too much. 
And so he's going I'm to okay be with that, that he's gonna be that type of player in the NBA. Will he be a star? No, but he will definitely he could definitely be a good stretch four, stretch because five. Because the reason I say that is because we've like on on Murray State and LSU, we've seen him as the primary scorer and a secondary scorer. He does not need the ball in his hands to be good. He can be off the ball and on the ball, which is why he's he's like my stretch sleeper pick because I'm biased because I loved him at Murray State. But as far as my other sleeper picks, my other one that I had in mind is on here, and it's Keontae Johnson. Oh, yeah. I, I love Keontae Johnson. Just what a, First of all, what a story from coming yes. to Florida, Florida, passing out on the court. You know, coming back, going to play for uh, Jerome Tang at Kansas State. Did Wait, they Mar- did they play Kentucky towards the end of the year? Yeah, they that was Kentucky's loss. Yeah, but Keontae John- in that game, Keontae Johnson didn't play great. Keontae Johnson, the reason I picked him as a sleeper is because his body is huge. NBA ready. He's got a great body, his great build, six five, can play shooting guard, can shoot, can pass. He can do just about anything. Oh, and like he was a good, highly touted recruit as a freshman. Only reason he didn't go after his freshman season was because of his health issues. Mm-hmm. And so now he passed his he passes physical, which is great, which means he's able to be for the, going to the draft. And I think that, you know, if the team picks him up, he's a solid player. I mean, I even think he has a potential to be a starter in the league. He'll be a. I'll. I thought you were gonna say star, and I wouldn't say that, especially not. Unless he like improves, but starter, no, he's a good defensive player. He's he's huge. He's what? Probably six seven. He's six five. What? He's six five. Hold on. Look, I'll show you. I'll if show he's you. if he's six five, that might be an issue. Because he doesn't have the mobility of other six five guys in the league. Yes, I agree with that. But I think he's okay. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? I'm look. We're looking for him on this website. He's six four, actually. Oh, that's an issue. He's a good scorer, and that's my main thing. Is he's a great scorer, six four. He could be like a Grant Williams type, and the fact that in college he was a good height for his position, but in the NBA, the average NBA player is six seven. No, you're right. I get that. I understand. Uh, but I I still think he has the opportunity to change for the NBA and be good, but. Knowing that he's six four now hurts it a little bit. But looking at his stats, he shot forty percent from three, seventeen points per game. He's got a complete. His game. stats look good. His game is complete. I can see him who being it, like a does, Jalen Brunson type. Who does it compare him to? Cam Johnson and Stanley Johnson. Cam though, Cam Johnson crossed with Stanley Johnson. Gosh, Stanley Johnson is a name I haven't heard in a while. Wasn't he a lottery pick? Yeah, I mean he was a solid player for a while, like a solid starter. I don't know what happened to him. He played with LeBron, and then he was out of the league. The only thing is Cam Johnson is like 6'8". My thing with Keontae Johnson is he's going to be an effort player. That's going to be his thing. He's going to be an effort player. He's going to be a great Williams at the floor. And he's got a complete game. There's not really many. Like, if you look at his minuses here, negative assist to turnover, turnover ratio. He lacks feel as a decision maker. Yes, I would agree with that. And then he falls... Out of position as an off-ball defender. So I like, would agree with that. You know, he's going to have oh, to Oh, be- there's no... There, I thought of one of my other sleepers. Scroll down one. Scroll down one. Chris Livingston. Oh, my goodness. He's going to go to the Kentucky player. Uh, Chris Livingston's great, but he's... Because you look at it. plays like a power forward. That's just... That's, that screams Michael Kidd-Gilchrist to me, dude. He ain't no... He's the, a lot better of a shooter than Michael Kidd-Gilchrist is, and he's a it's, great defender. It says shades of Keith Bogans and Dwayne Bacon. Where... 
either of those guys. Also, Keith Bogan. You, you say shades of. Dwayne Bacon was sick before he came into the NBA. And uh, he needs to be able to shoot. He can't shoot worth a... Because the thing is, Cal, he doesn't care if you can shoot or not. If that's not what you're doing in his scheme, that's not what you're doing. That's true. I mean, he did that with Cat. But no, that's my, that's my low-key pick because I think he will get drafted mm-hmm. because... Yeah, his bo- he has a good NBA body. I don't think he, pl- he's not a power forward. I don't think he plays like a power forward. That's what Cal had him at. He had him at the three this past year, actually. I mean, he was playing down low though. It was him and him and Oscar playing down low. Jacob Toppin. True. Well, Jacob Toppin Toppin could shoot way better than him though. Anyway, I get what you mean. Now, for me, my last sleeper, and like I just I don't. People are taking them, like, putting him really low. But Imani Bates, dude. Okay, here's the thing. He's immature as all heck. Kevin Porter, I'm seeing a Kevin Porter Jr. type. Where's Kevin Porter Jr.? He's the starting point guard on the Rockets. I think Kevin Porter Jr. is a solid player. What's the team you just said? The Rockets. Exactly. But I'm not saying Imani Bates is going to be a star, but I'm saying he could be like Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. is not a star. I didn't say he was going to be. I've said... That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he could. I'm not. I'm saying Imani Bates is not going to be a star, but he could be like Kevin Porter. Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. is empty stats to me. He's a great player, but his stats don't do anything. And that's Imani Bates, literally perfect. That's literally so, Imani Bates. That's not a good NBA player to me. I think Imani Bates is, a, is has a complete. Uh, I said this about Keontae Johnson, but Imani Bates is six ten and plays like a point guard. But could be bodied by a point guard. Yeah, he could be bodied by a point guard. But Kevin Durant could also be bodied when he no. Came Kevin Durant couldn't lift two hundred. Well, Kevin Durant's also a heck of a lot better than Imani Bates. Yeah, is. I know, but I think Imani Bates and taller. Imani Bates has one of the best upsides in this draft. I'm saying he I, might have a good upside, yes. So but that's it's, why you take a chance on. But him his floor, his floor is lower than low. Yes, I get it. But if you're if you're, I'm a team drafting in the second round. Why not pick? Put him on my team. Throw him in the G League. He's he's just the same kind of player as a as a as a Kevin Porter Jr. or a like a Jalen Green or something. Jalen Green's great. Kevin Porter Jr. is great, but they play like AAU players. They play like like they're just out there dribbling and doing it for a show. I get that, but you put Imani Bates on a mature NBA roster with mature NBA players. And you develop him into a player that's not like that anymore. You can do that with him. Imani Bates is young, and he gets the right—he gets the right mentor under him. And dude has unfathomable, unfathomable upside. I don't know. I don't know if his upside's even that high. Dude was the number one ranked player in the country for years before he went. And to, then what happened? He went to Memphis, had an okay season, and then got in trouble and went to Eastern Michigan. So what's different from his Memphis? What's different? He gets the ball more. That's the reason he had such a good year at Eastern Michigan. Is there, he gets the ball he, he's not going to get the ball more in the NBA. So I'm he's, saying he's going to struggle. Yes, I agree with that. But you throw him on a G League team, he can still be good. And all I'm saying is a couple – it's, it's going to take him four or five years. But in four or five years, I wouldn't be surprised if Imani Bates comes back out and becomes a star. I don't see it. I, I know that he has the ability to do that, though. He has the ability to be a star, and you can't, you've can't. you got to agree with me on that. No. I okay. Don't, I don't think so. All right. Well, then uh, let's uh, timestamp this right now, and we will check back up on that in a couple of years. We will – anyone, clip that. Clip that right now. 
And uh, finally, we're going to move on to Victor Wembanyama. Okay. Just I know we've been talking for a long time, but... So, his ceiling is unbelievable. He's got the best ceiling in this draft, obviously. He's got the best ceiling of all time, in my opinion. He's a seven foot five player that can dribble Actually, and true. shoot step back three pointers. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. LeBron, I mean, it says potential goat. That's actually hilarious. Got that dog in him. Oh my gosh, I love. He has the potential things. to. It's just the thing is, he's so so skinny. Dude's knees are gonna snap like peas, you like mean, the like the like the like toothpicks. No, but like yeah, like toothpicks. But like you know the peas that you like snap and you eat them. They're called snap peas. Yeah, snap peas. <laughs> Those things. It's. It's the same exact reason why I think Chet Holmgren is going to be viewed as a bust, because they will not be able to stay healthy. That's that's really sad because like I want Chet. I, want I think Chet ones. could be a great NBA player if his, if he wasn't, if he wouldn't blow away in the wind. Like, he got injured in a workout. Mm-hmm. It's put him up against Giannis or Embiid, and they'll die. I mean, Giannis had to spend an entire offseason bulky. He added how many pounds that off that one offseason? Thing is, I don't think that, I don't think with how tall these guys are, I don't, especially with how tall Victor is, I don't think his frame will allow that. And we've shown that teams being ultra safe with players, is just, it just doesn't work. Because the Pelicans try to be ultra safe with Zion, and they have not seen anything from that now they're looking at trading it i made the whenever zion was drafted i made the claim that he he would have one or two good years and then be oh oh what if and that's really sad because zion was so good 28 a game he was so good no in his one when he when so he good. plays he's good he's just not gonna play like zion, if you're looking at like i think i would even argue that if you're looking at seasons zion had a better season than jaw has ever had now we'll not we'll not go into that too. I much. wouldn't I wouldn't say a better season because Jaw played more of the season. True, but we'll go back to Victor though. I agree with what your statements are with his injury. His his floor is Chris Stapps. Yeah, I'll take that. I think his floor because his floor I think is still he could be a like a fifteen points per game scorer. One thing that I don't agree with is them saying that he will immediately make a team a contender no, coming in because he's going to go to the Spurs and the Spurs. I'm sorry, I love Keldon Johnson. I adore Keldon Johnson. Yeah, but. Their entire rest of their roster. Zach Collins, bro. Zach Collins. I think Trey Jones can be good. I think Devin Vassell's could be good. Devin Vassell's already good. Kelton Johnson's already proven. Who else do they have? Victor Wimbenyama. <laughs> um, sorry. Wow. Um, I'm gonna have to check back with this. Cause, exactly. Because like the Spurs roster is just. They had Josh Primo, but new. Oh yeah, things happen with him. Uh, oh, they have Sochan. Of course, they have Jeremy Sochan. Jeremy uh, Sochan. Oh, he got he got to be able to shoot, man. Devonte Graham's on the Spurs. Yeah, he's. Oh, they have Romeo Link. Wait, I thought Romeo Link was on the Pacers. No, he got traded to the Spurs. I remember that. I'm sorry, but the players you're naming right now, Victor Wembanyama, is not going to make them make them a. They, they might make the playoffs, maybe if he is the. If he is the if he savior, is, if he's the savior that we've been promised, if he is, G- if he is actually Jesus, like everyone's saying he is, it's maybe. just what does that three point percentage say? Yeah, exactly. Twenty seven point two percent. Everyone's saying he's a good three point shooter, but like he no. needs to stick away from that until he. 
Also, like, there's the graphic of him and Scoot going up against each other. Scoot out-rebounded him. He's 7'5". I mean, did you, you've seen the video of uh, Kenny Lofton absolutely bullying him. There it is. Kenneth Lofton, who I love, by the way. Kenneth Lofton, who, like... He was like the he was like the newcomer of the year in the G League last year or yeah. something like that. I think he has a spot on NBA roster too. He's like six, six six, either six five or six six, but he probably weighs almost three hundred pounds. There's a video clip of him playing for Team USA and then playing Victor's team, and he bodies the crap out of him. He gets blocked on the way up, but he immediately gets his uh, Victor blocks him on the way up because Victor's arms are mm-hmm. eight feet long, but. Kenneth Lofton immediately bodies him for the rebound and puts it back up on like on top of Victor. Mm-hmm. So if he goes up against Embiid, he's going to die, I think. Because you can get the block. He'll average a whole bunch of blocks. But you got to secure the rebound. But I don't think he has the strength to do that. I think we just pray for health with Victor just because right now we, we really don't know what his, no, his health is If he stays be. healthy and can improve his three-point percentage and just – IQ because like he's been the guy for the past couple years. If he can just improve his IQ and his three percentage, I think he could be otherworldly. But his floor is like a Chris Tapp. so still solid, but not Jesus. I'm just hoping he's. I'm just hoping he has a good career because I like him. He's a good guy. Like he's, you've seen him in interviews. Like yes. He's trying, he tries his best to be a good guy. I like NBA players that are just good people. And dude is not talking up any trash. No, no, that no, one no. Time. That one time with Scoot saying that Scoot, he said that Scoot would be the number one pick, but like I don't think he was trying to. No, also, no. it's just translation error because dude's man, main language is French. But like, just pray that he plays well. I think he can be. Only thing I'm worried about too is just, you know, he's playing in a not even the Euro League. He's playing in an off-brand league that you know, and he's only averaging 21. But it could just be that he's not putting a lot of effort in because he already has that NBA, the NBA guarantee. I don't agree with players that do that. But. That you have an NBA guarantee, so that means you stop trying. Yeah, but, you know, Victor Wenbanyama has to keep his body healthy, and so you don't want to go crazy every freaking night. If you if you have to, like, play extra cautious and, like, watch every single little thing you do to stay healthy, then maybe you should bulk up, which I mean, is what I think he needs to do. I mean, he is 230, though. That's way more than Chet. He's 7'5". True. Well, we'll see how it goes. I really do hope Victor has a good good career. We we on this podcast, we hope we we never hope for the worst in any player. No, I I hope he does good because I think it'll just be cool to see this different of a play style in the NBA. Like I don't ever look at a player and think, "Oh yeah, I hope he has a bad career." Like every single player Like league, I hope you do terrible in life. Like no. Yes. Even Dylan Brooks who, you know, Okay, well. His, but yeah, no, okay, from the perspective of a of a neutral NBA fan in that regard. Yes, I'm biased against Dylan Brooks. So I really do hope Dylan Brooks finds a home somewhere that he's going to enjoy himself, and also at the same time he's not going to be a parasite towards because I think, yeah, just things like that. So um, we got we went a bit over, which I'm actually surprised about. But thank you guys so much for watching today and listening. Um, sorry, listening, not watching yet. We'll uh, work on that in the future. But thank you guys so much for listening today, and. Um, you know, tell, just give us your opinions on what you think the um, what you think our we were our ideas were, and uh, we'll catch you next time. And thank you for listening.